Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This is deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Creativity helps a lot. One day at a time, I try to, try to just take it this year. 
Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, today we got Miss Laura Mustard with us, uh, pop, folk, artist, singer, songwriter, um, gang of other stuff. But without me filling in everything, I'm going to let uh, Laura speak and let her tell you guys a little bit about herself. But, Laura, we can always start off with the beginning, because I know we, we all came into this industry different ways. So uh, let's start off at the beginning and let our listeners know who you are, and we're going to bring them all up to your great music. Sure. Yeah, so uh, yeah, my name's Laura. I'm calling today from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where I live, but I was born and raised up in um, Connecticut and started out playing piano as a kid, which led to songwriting more in high school, um, playing open mic nights and things in college and played with some bands out in Massachusetts. Um, and then I came to Nashville to visit for a vacation and just kind of fell in love with the songwriting scene here and ended up moving down. And now I'm kind of just uh, putting out my own music as a, um independent artist. So it's going really well, and it's really fun to kind of have this project I'm promoting this summer and really kind of um, just trying to get more people aware of. So it's really ex- exciting to have that kind of creativity to focus on this year especially. <laughs> But. Yeah. So Laura, what do you find what do you find most exciting about uh I guess let me just say the music industry. What do you find most exciting? The performing part of it, the the writing part of it, the producing part of it? What do you find the most exciting or is it such a thing? Yeah, I mean I guess it's a combination of being in Nashville, there's such a good kind of songwriting scene here and really getting into co writing for the first time over the past few years has been really exciting, and for co-writing, too, I find that, like, it, it it lets me write songs that I probably wouldn't have been able to do on my own, so just to kind of expand that creativity has been really exciting, so I think just kind of getting into the co-writing scene and telling stories and things like that have been really, really exciting. Do your, do your uh, inspiration for your songs come come to you? Uh, at, at night, or uh, do you write more from uh, situational experiences? That's a good question. Yeah, um, I guess it's usually more situational, but I, I have like a notes app on my phone, so even just going out, going out kind of about my day as I have kind of ideas, I definitely jot lines down in phones too, and then once I can get, you know, in front of a piano, I like to kind of flesh it out a little more. But, so yeah, I kind of always have lines or I'm kind of listening for interesting lines that could kind of spark a song just in conversation throughout the day. Um, so I guess it's a little bit of both. I think I might have to get one of those apps on my phone, too, because I always get ideas like dreams and, and before I come uh, back to it, I forgot it. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, you, have to, you definitely have to write it down right away or use, like, the voice memo app or something and sing it in or just talk about it real quick so it's preserved. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep talking about it, keep talking about it. But, uh, Mm -hmm. Laura, so I understand you um, you played all through high school, huh? Did you play and sing in high school? And I know you started your keyboard at six. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I grew up um, taking piano lessons, but I was also playing percussion, more kind of classical percussion and bands and things but um in high school I started just writing my own songs for the first time and kind of covering like Gavin DeGraw and kind of other piano players and pop players and so that led to kind of just my first open mic nights and things in in high school and especially in college too so really just getting into songwriting for the first time and then playing with the band was more um when I was living in Massachusetts a few years ago and that was cool too to bring my music more to like an ensemble to a lot of fun how did you feel about the first time you played at high school? Yeah, that was really cool. Like, there's a place called the um, Acoustic Cafe that's in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and um, it was it was more just a bar, but they had an open mic night there. And so being able to go there and play, like, I was very nervous, and I remember like my knee was like shaking under the piano as I was <laughs> trying to play. <laughs> but the but the crowd was very receptive and very, you know, I guess accepting of that, you know, and seemed to like what I was doing, so I guess just getting that positive feedback really made me want to keep doing it more and more, but I definitely was shaking a bit, you know, in front of the crowd for the first time behind the mic. <laughs> I think we've all kind of pretty much experienced that because you only have two choices. Mm-hmm. 
Either, either you got a man woman up, boy, and force through it, or you got to get up and run off the stage. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, you only got two choices with that one, pal. <laughs> Ain't too many things exactly. for you to do. <laughs> Not too many things for you to do. It's <laughs> true. Once you're behind that mic on the stage. That's all you can do. Oh yeah, hey, look, and then Laura, and then you look around, and, yeah. and then you look down toward the uh, the audience, and everybody's sitting there looking at you, and you looking at them, and they looking at you, <laughs> waiting for something. Exactly. It's the back. Of your head. So it's, it all in the back. In the back of your head, you're like, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? <laughs> yep. And, and I and I think that at that at that exact moment, that exact moment, I think uh, mm-hmm. we are so hard on ourselves because we want to be so yeah. perfect, we want to deliver mm-hmm. so perfect, and I think that's when we stumble. <laughs> right? Yeah, just having that expectation for yourself, and really the crowd just kind of wants to be entertained and just wants to hear what you can do. So I try to keep that in mind. <laughs> Most people are pretty. Accepting usually it shows, but <laughs> yeah, that, once that adrenaline get to going, it's like, oh well, here right. we go. Yeah, exactly. Nothing else to do but jump into it. So, so Laura, when did you start putting out uh, music uh, professionally? Was that in 2010 or 2014 or before that? Yeah, well, I guess 2016 was the first time I put out my own um, EP. That was more professionally made in uh, Nashville. Like I have a friend from college, Ben Bishop, who's a producer down here, or was for a bit. So we made my first um, kind of five-song collection of my own music that I put out. It's like on iTunes now. And so, yeah, that was my first time really like releasing music into the world. Before that, I was more just kind of playing with other bands and touring and traveling and things, but I hadn't really put out my own music before then. So I know, you know, doing the whole uh, putting together the album and the single and mm-hmm. project, I know there's, uh, I don't think anyone has ever done one that just went 100% smooth, but for the other artists and stuff listening, uh, can mm-hmm. you speak on any trials or tribulations you had while you were doing that that possibly could help somebody else? Yeah, I mean, I guess um, for this project, it's a six-song EP, and it's taken a long time like I had the idea for it like back in 2018 and now it's finally <laughs> coming out so I think some of it was just kind of learning more of the music industry kind of promotion side and really taking my time to kind of research that and find the best way to kind of pitch these songs out um so kind of just doing that legwork ahead of time was bigger and then also doing a more uh professionally kind of produced music video for some of these songs which is good, but it's just a lot of moving parts to kind of organize in terms of booking menus and actors and things like that. And so that could be frustrating at times just because there were so many moving parts. So I think as long as you kind of remember your goal and what you're trying to create, um, you know, and just kind of have that persistence to keep going. And for for me, kind of journaling through the stress of that helps a little bit. But, yeah, I would say just kind of take it one day at a time and, try to remember the end goal as you're trying to put together all the moving parts for a bigger project like this. Do you feel it's helpful um, to have a, a, a good team of people around you, or do you find it uh, less stressful to try to forge much of it yourself? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's definitely a team effort. Like, I work with a group here called um, Zero to Sixty that's in Nashville, and they're, they kind of do, like, artist coaching and have just um, more of a plan for like helping you promote your music um, and they just kind of have it more organized on this like Asana program so it's almost kind of like a spreadsheet of different things you do and having those tasks kind of laid out but without their kind of I guess um, 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 guidance on that you know I, I wouldn't have been able to coordinate all that on my own and then for the production too you know Ben was a big part of that for the production of music and then all the people working for the music videos so yeah it definitely wasn't me on my own doing doing everything but having guidance and support for all the other people involved in this project definitely helped and kept me going for sure yeah so much uh great musical talent you know in and around Mm -hmm. nashville yeah for sure 
I read here yeah. something yep. about you where it said uh, in your music life uh, you have a fierce belief in body positivity and, and self-kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. When you speak of uh-huh. uh, body positivity, what is that exactly? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's been more popular online in the past few years, kind of like the hashtag body positivity, but I think – a lot of times when people talk about it, they talk about bodies in kind of different shapes and sizes, which is great. But I also like to, you know, celebrate bodies that, that like, um, work differently. And so I, I was born with some medical issues and was kind of in and out of the hospital as a kid growing up. And so for me, I kind of had a lot of shame as a kid around that. And so just over time, developing more self-acceptance for myself and my body for how it works was really important. And a lot of those themes kind of carry over in, into the music, too. Um, so I think just having that kindness for yourself is important and also just kind of celebrating the body you have and just however it works that day, that's okay. Yeah, because I think everybody's body is unique to that person and it works how it works regardless yeah. of what you think. Yeah, exactly. And I think today, too, with just things like social media, it's so easy to kind of compare yourself or your body to other people and kind of feel bad about yourself for that. But, again, I think just having that kind of acceptance and almost celebration of just how your body uniquely works is is really important. Well, it's not much different today than it was a long time ago, Lord, just so you know, because when I was a little kid, point. we didn't even have it. We didn't, when I was a little kid and we didn't even have the Internet, and they was telling me I had a big head. Mm-hmm. My sister tell me. Yeah, I, my sister even tell me. My sister even tell me I got a big nose right today. So. Yeah, no, that, that's true. I guess that comparison's always kind of been there. I guess maybe it's just more visual now because it's online. Right. There's always in magazines and things, so I guess it's it's just different forms of the same thing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the same things, and kids are more true. Well, I was gonna say they're more truthful than anybody. They just say what they say. They don't really think about it. Mhm, that's true. <laughs> yep. So, how helpful do you feel like the internet has been? Do you feel like uh, the internet is really helping artists uh, get out there? Do you feel that is a positive thing or or a, a negative thing? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's been really positive. Like, I think, and especially kind of in the middle of a pandemic like this, we're touring isn't safe right now. It's been really interesting to see how that creativity comes through things like live streams and videos and things like that, that people are still trying to get their music out there through that medium. Um, and so for me, that's been really helpful. And even just networking, especially like in um, Nashville now, like people don't so much see about business cards. It's more like, oh, what's your Instagram? Let me follow you there. We'll connect and write a song later. So even just for kind of getting to know other people in the industry and also just promoting your own work, especially as a um, as a um, independent artist without you know, label or anything for promotion, music, like the internet's really the way I do it. So that's been really helpful for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, you know, it's, uh, if I know if you have some computer skills or a team, like we talked about earlier today, yeah. um, to help with the internet thing, because I know it's so much music released, you know, on a daily, you have to be very, very vigilant. Uh, to make sure you get heard and don't fall through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I mean, I, I work with that company in Nashville, but they don't necessarily kind of do, do their promotion for me. They kind of just have tasks lined up for me to do myself. But for me, having that organization really helps. But, but yeah, a lot of it's just sending out a bunch of emails and hoping you get some response back for opportunities like 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 podcasts like this or live streams or things like that, um, or even just radio play, kind of submitting your songs online. But, yeah, for me, it's just kind of persistence, and the more swings you take, the more, you know, likely somebody will say yes and get your music out there a little more. Yeah, well, they say as long as the pitcher yeah. keep pitching, you you got to keep swinging. Exactly. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got to keep going because eventually you're going to get a hit. Well, another thing I liked about right. the stuff that I was reading on you about some of your earlier artists that you mm-hmm. were singing with, some of them I got to know personally, uh, uh, Marvin Gaye, yeah. Smokey Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. some of those guys. 
I grew up mm-hmm. singing these songs too. <laughs> I grew up singing right. these songs. <laughs> the, the, the Temptations, the, all the whole little Motown mm-hmm. things, and uh, some of yeah. uh, uh, Philly uh, International. That was another company that had okay. a lot of great artists that came out of there. Oh, nice. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like growing up, like I didn't hear that music as much growing up as a kid, but like um, Gavin DeGraw was a big influence for me, and he credited a lot of those artists. And I was in high school then, so even just jumping on YouTube and iTunes and stuff, and kind of that was kind of my first exploration kind of into Motown. But yeah, and then I, was, I would cover like. Um, um, tracks of my tears by Timothy Robinson and um, Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye, which was very popular on the college campus <laughs> I used to play on, but that was always fun to play out. I wonder um, why that was me. popular. I know. I wonder <coughs> why in college have people like that. <laughs> no idea, but but yeah, that was a fun, um, really really fun one for me, kind of vocally, just to kind of um, experiment with and play with and kind of get, get to know my own voice that way. And Sam Cooke was another really big influenced to me, to me too. I have like his um, greatest hits collection on my um, iPod back in high school and just sing along to that all the time just around the house. So yeah, a lot of the musicians were a huge influence. So so Laura, what is your uh, favorite interest? I mean, do you are you a multi-instrumentalist? You play more than piano or is that just it? Yeah, well piano is the main thing I do for songwriting, but I grew up playing uh, drums and percussion, and so sometimes I'll still do a little drum set here or there. Um, and then recently I've been learning the banjo slowly. I don't think I'm good enough at that yet to play it out of the house yet, but that's more of kind of a fun pandemic hobby to just try to learn more of a stringed instrument. Um, but yeah, just more more piano is what, what I usually write on and play out on. But I do think that percussion actually growing up gave me like a very uh, syncopated kind of piano piano playing style. There's definitely that influence in there. Well, playing percussions definitely helps you out with your timing. Right. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely helps you out with your timing. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a um, we got a few of your songs uh, queued up, Laura. Uh, okay. And uh, let me see. What should we play first, Eager or uh, Nobody's Road or Treehouse? Uh, we could do Eager. That's more of an upbeat song, and that definitely has a lot of Motown influences that we were kind of talking about, so maybe that's a good uh, introduction. Well, sounds good to me. Well, you want to tell us a little cool. bit how it came to be? Yeah, sure. So Eager, I wrote that song back in 2013 when I was in Massachusetts. Um, yeah, it was just like a bad string of a OK Cupid date, and <laughs> just kind of one dating disappointment after the other, and I just kind of put my phone down and looked at the ceiling and started singing, like, I made a fool of myself more times than I could count. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool line, and that just kind of led to the whole song <clears throat> from there. So it was, it's cool because it's just like a joyful, happy song, but it came from such a moment of, like, disappointment. But now it really is just a celebration, so that's, you know, just a very fun one now. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to let it go. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know the drill. Cool. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioning up, mm-hmm. and put your ear on this. It's Laura Mustard at the speaker.
elements. I guess I think of myself more as like a pop songwriter, but a lot of my other songs also have like mandolins and banjos and more of that uh, folk um, instrumentation. But I feel like all the genres kind of, you know, overlap a little bit nowadays anyway. (laughs) Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who out Mm -hmm. there that uh, you would like to do some music with? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like. I think it's cool to kind of. Like, I guess right now my mind goes to more um, just friends I know in Nashville, um, kind of collaborating. Like, there's a great band called um, the Blam Blams, um, and they almost have like more of like a Queen type feel and sound. Um, but and then I have like a lot of great singer songwriter friends too, like Paul Larson and Mary Cutter and some of those guys. So just kind of more more uh, collaborations with other songwriters in the area would be awesome. And there, there's mm-hmm. a whole, whole, whole lot of them out there, and I guess mm-hmm. they're sitting in the woodshed. I guess they're sitting right now in the woodshed as well, you know, <laughs> creating yep. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, it's true. It's definitely a season for creation right now. <laughs> so what's next mm-hmm. for Laura? What else she got going on? What else she got going on? Uh, well, look, I, I hate to even ask that question because I really know it's not that too much under the circumstances, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. amazing that other people find how to get out and do something creative. And, you know, and I I was told recently, too, that uh, a lot of guys uh, are, are touring, but they're using the old drive-ins as the venue. Did you know about that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard about kind of more of those concerts that are popping up more at at drive-in theaters, and that sounds like a great uh, kind of way to get a lot of music out that's safe right now. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool when I thought about it. I said, well, you know, everybody could be in their own car. Whoever's in their party Mm -hmm. is in their party. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the last time I went to a drive-in, which was actually years ago, I'm sure it's approved by now, but they've done so much with the sound. Where if you have a great oh, yeah. sound system in your car, you know, you're going to yeah. have a great sound uh, with the event that you're there for. And I yeah. said, you know, that's really, really, really cool. You can sit in your car mm-hmm. and be uh, be distance and then uh, check out a really great show. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very kind of um, innovative solution right now for kind of the time we're about getting music out. And, yeah, with, with everyone's car systems now, I'm sure this sounds great. 
Yep. And, and then artists don't have to worry about nobody throwing popcorn or nothing at them because they can't get that yeah. close. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's safe. It's safe all the way around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so you're, uh, are you doing any acting, any film work, Laura? No, I haven't really done much acting other than, like, the music videos that I've been putting out. Um, actually, like, the, the video for Treehouse that just came out last week, we, we did have actors in that one, so there was more of a storyline. Um, but that was really my only acting experience that I've had, other than a uh, play, I think, in fourth grade. But <laughs> other than that. Um. Well, let's talk about Treehouse for a minute. I mean, what's yeah. what's going on with that? I mean, uh, did you? I, I know you did the music, but how about the video? Mm-hmm. I mean, did you put that together, or what's going on with that? Yeah, so I kind of just started researching different directors in Nashville, and a friend of mine put out this music video, and, and, and I like that director, so I reached out to him, and his name is Matt Hoots. And so together, we kind of put together this storyline. And so the idea of Treehouse is kind of just this place to run away with, with your partner or someone you really care about to just kind of get away from all the craziness, which is oddly applicable now in 2020. But, um, but yeah, and, and so we kind of had this concept of this couple that just keeps returning to this treehouse. And we thought it would be cool to kind of show the couple through the years. We were able to find these child actors, too, that kind of play younger versions of me and uh, my partner. And then we found these older actors, too. So it really does go back and forth in time with these three different generations. And we actually found this treehouse down in Georgia, that they actually rent out for like an Airbnb, but we were able to film there for a weekend. So it's kind of cool to do that. It was filmed in in like a real treehouse. <laughs> I know that bad, but that is awesome. Yeah. Basically, if it was a treehouse <laughs> that was safe, because all the treehouses I remember, yeah. well, you had to get in one spot and stay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, and that treehouse, like, I guess the the guy who owns it, he just, like, bought this giant plot of land and just built some treehouses on it, but they are, I guess, more professionally constructed, so it it felt very safe. It wasn't more of a child-constructed treehouse back in the day, I guess, but, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure, like everything else in life, you know, um, building treehouses came a long way. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. You develop the craft over time, I guess. Yeah, a car, a little carpet and skylights, and I don't need air conditioning in a treehouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even a Wi-Fi too. <laughs> Very modern for day and age. That's okay. Well, that sounds great. Then yep. you know, I guess some of my, yep. I'm sure some of my listeners out there somewhere they know about a treehouse. You know, what I mean, they might even still right. have one today. You know, yeah. Some special light got yeah, I guess especially a lot of the guys, you know, instead of them getting sent to the mm-hmm. doghouse, they go to the treehouse. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Your treehouse to go to. <laughs> you didn't find no job today, so you carry your butt up there to that treehouse and don't come out till I tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, if they listen to you, you're going to agree with that one exactly. I um, mean, treehouses are fun, though. They're <laughs> All right, well, we're going to let our listeners uh, put their ears on this, everyone. This is Laura Mustard, and uh, this is Treehouse. And um, you you know what I like to say, let the windows down, turn the air conditioning (laughs) up, and put your ears on this.
Okay, your girl Miss Dramaganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Yes, yeah, so we back with our guest today, Laura Mustard, and that was Treehouse. Lord, yeah, thank you for playing that. That was fun to hear. <laughs> It's always good to hear yourself over the air. I know, right? It's a fun feeling, for sure. Yeah, you, you bring, girl, you're bringing back some memories there because I, I was nowhere near where I was supposed to be the first time I heard uh, some of my music on the air. And, um, yeah. It's definitely one of those giddy, 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 giddy feelings. Right. Yeah, very uh, surreal, for sure. <laughs> well, tell uh, tell everybody where they can go hear the video, see the video. Yeah, that's a great uh, great idea. Yeah, so it, it's on YouTube right now. I have a Vivo channel, but if you just search Laura Mustard Treehouse, it should come up. Um, so you can find it there. You can also find it on my website, which is just lauramustard.com. Mustard like ketchup, if that helps you <laughs> remember it. But uh, yeah, so it, it's on my website. There's like a link to the YouTube video as well um yeah and then for the songs too the song itself too is on like spotify and itunes and apple music just that any title like really anywhere you stream music you can hear the kind of singles from this ep um on online too yep well i know you know <laughs> being in nashville uh and it goes mm-hmm. back to people aren't really out gigging like they used to be, and that's kind of yeah. strange for a lot of places. Um, mm-hmm. So, what are you doing to keep your sanity? Are you just sitting there writing and practicing, or in the studio? Yeah. So, um, I mean, right now I'm more focused on promotion, I guess, for this kind of project, and the full full album's coming out September 18th, so I'm kind of gearing up for that as well. Um, and then when I'm not doing music things, I actually work as a speech pathologist during the day, and we're still kind of just fully treating patients and things, so the day job definitely keeps me pretty busy, but every night and weekend, it's usually music, whether it's kind of banjo or playing around with new songs on the piano or kind of doing doing promotion, but um, so yeah, between those things, I'm definitely staying busy. <laughs> everybody on your day, everybody know... Uh, uh... Everybody on your day job, do they know what you do as an artist? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely talk about it. And actually, like, we had a staff meeting last week, and they kind of went around the room and said, if you know, like if 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 anyone had something to share. And so I told everyone to go listen to my, listen to my music video <laughs> online and told them to look me up. So I try to use, just keep everybody in the loop for sure. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't hit you up to do a, a, a concert for them for free. Right, yeah, <laughs> not yet, but maybe one day. <laughs> well, trust is coming. <laughs> yep. It's definitely, exactly. it's definitely coming. And, <laughs> and uh, just knowing, uh, just hearing you and knowing you, I'm sure you probably won't mind doing it for the um, the people that's there, you know, because I think music is the international mm-hmm. language, and this is one mm-hmm. thing that can definitely elicit any type of emotion out of anyone in any place. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a big connector. And and then, like, even for, like, therapy sessions I do for speech, um, I, I do a lot of music therapy, too, and so the kids with autism really respond to music, even just presenting new vocabulary or, you know, following directions when that's presented in, in, in music. A lot of kids are really receptive to that, too, so it is just fascinating to kind of watch music kind of bridge that gap and really just connect everybody. That's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Music therapy or therapy with music? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I work as a speech pathologist, so I target, like, a lot of language skills, but working on those language skills kind of through music, um, I, 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 I try to do that a lot in my sessions or um, even just as as like a motivator too for kids, like kind of doing this task and then we get to do music afterwards can be really motivating for some kids. So, um, yeah, it's definitely fun to kind of merge those two parts of my life at work. 
Are you dealing with mostly uh, kids or young adults or what? Yeah, so, like, um, yeah, I do kids, um, like, ages, like, 2 to 18, really, uh, but but primarily kind of preschool age, and a lot of kids on my case that would have autism, um, and so and we actually have a preschool at our place, too, for kids with autism, um, but, yeah, even just, like, kind of during circle time, having a lot of music and following directions and kind of using those, you know, using music as a way to kind of introduce new concepts for kids is really helpful. Wow. That's uh that's yeah. powerful good stuff, Laura. I mean it's it's Thank amazing. You. A great artist and somebody just really having mm-hmm. a job of being a place to kinda of help, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I think that's always a, a the best reward that it is, you know, giving of yourself in that mm-hmm. manner. Yeah, yeah, I try. It's 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 definitely a very kind of positive, you know, rewarding job mostly with just seeing kids kind of communicate more and seeing the families too kind of benefit from that is really, really helpful, really nice to see. Yeah. yeah. Plus, they'll, 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 you know, they'll never forget you. They'll never forget you. That's one thing when you touch somebody's life in a manner that they'll mm-hmm. never forget. You know. that, that's that's powerful yeah. too. Thank some you. people you meet, yeah. some people you meet, you know, it's just nothing. And other people you remember them 50 years from now, you know. Mhm. Yeah, that's very like true. I, I remember, I remember my music teacher, but uh, he kind of got yeah. on me for messing up instruments and band, though. <laughs> yeah. But I remember. Yeah. Definitely remember. So talk to us. We got another song here for you, uh, Laura. Talk to us a little about Nobody's Road. Yeah, so Nobody's Road. Um, I guess it's more about my own kind of self acceptance and talking about some of that body positivity we kind of mentioned earlier. But um, yeah, and I wrote that song a number of years ago. But um, which was actually sparked from a conversation with a doctor after she read my exciting kind of history. She, she, she said, like, you know, you, you should really hold your head up high. You've been through a lot, and my response was like, "Well, no one's road is really even. We're all just kind of doing the best we can each day." And that to me felt like a song, so that's kind of where it came from. So it's a, it's a very positive, upbeat song for sure. All right, well, we're gonna put this on them, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You know the drill: let your windows down, <laughs> turn your air conditioner up, and uh, put your ears on this. This is Laura Mustard and Nobody's Road. <laughs>
Laura Muffler. That was a nice song, Laura. Thank you so much. See, you spent a lot of. I can see you spent a lot of time with your notebook app writing. Yes, <laughs> very true. Now I didn't ask you earlier, but I didn't ask you. Uh, uh, do you have your own band? Are you using different musicians, or how's your um, your thing constructed? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't I have a band right now in Nashville, but um, I was working with Ben Bishop, who's a producer, and just kind of contacting him, finding different uh, studio mu- musicians, and we actually recorded it like live for the. Uh, piano, drums, and bass at a like home studio in um, East Nashville. So a lot of the takes you hear were kind of musicians playing off each other, and then we had people on the like, banjo and fiddle and mandolin kind of come in afterwards and add their kind of auxiliary parts to the kind of band uh, recording that we had. Um, but yeah, so it was more kind of session work. But some of the people too had been on my last EP, so that was kind of fun too to have that uh, connection again. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting mm-hmm. to know um, how people put their stuff together, you know. So, I mean, there's always yeah. a way. Right, yeah. And that, and that was kind of cool to have the live band, like, that day in the studio, too, especially for that song, for, like, the last chorus, the kind of groove on the bridge comes back, and that was something we kind of just improvised that day in the studio, and the drummer and I were really kind of, playing off each other for that kind of last outro part. So that's really cool to kind of hear that captured kind of forever on, on, on that take that kind of made it on the recording. So that studio magic is definitely fun. Oh, absolutely. Live musicians is really mm-hmm. the way to go because yeah. I mean, you have so much uh, flexibility uh, dealing with live mm-hmm. uh, instruments according to, you know, yeah. chords and stuff. Especially if you're doing a live show, it's always great to have a band. Yeah. You know, you can jump around, move around, right. stop, start, do whatever you mm-hmm. want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure, I definitely love that live live show. For sure. Oh uh, yeah, it just, just makes it so much, much more fun. I, I come with, I come from mm-hmm. that era. I'm gonna date myself. Yeah. Everybody, everybody used to have to learn how to play. Everybody used to have to learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's definitely fun to kind of be a part of that band. Up, up, up in Massachusetts, I played piano or keyboards more on like kind of a jam band feel, then drums and a different bands into more kind of classic rock covers, but definitely a different feeling kind of being part of more of that ensemble and playing off each other, especially like in front of a crowd. It's, it's really awesome. <laughs> Something I miss a lot for sure. So when when do you uh, think your 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 album's gonna be completed? Yeah, so it's all um, done now. So it's set to be released September 18th. Um, and so far, I've had three songs kind of be released as singles, and then there's three songs that people haven't heard yet that'll be coming out kind of with that full EP in September. <laughs> Definitely, uh, and sw- definitely swing back through and uh, let us put our ears yeah. on those songs that we haven't heard yet. Right? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to kind of come back once the whole thing's released and talk about those songs too. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Definitely love yeah. to have you. Uh, awesome. All right, tell us, tell everybody again where they can go get your music, your your social networking, and all that good stuff. So thanks for that yeah. support. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you search Laura Mustard on those, uh, you should find my pages. And then uh, for listening to music kind of streaming, I'm on pretty much anywhere where you stream music, so like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, Google Play, all those different places. Um, so you can stream it or you can like buy it on, it on iTunes or Amazon, I guess, if you'd like to have it downloaded. Um, and then, yeah, for the videos, there are music videos, too, for Eager and Nobody's Road. And then there's the big uh, Treehouse video, and all those are on YouTube as well. So if you search like Laura Mustard Treehouse or Laura Mustard Eager on YouTube, you should be able to find those videos. Um, and you can also find music on my website at lauramustard.com. So lots of ways definitely to find me online for sure. 
Just so people, you have no excuse not to go out and support. The music is everywhere. There's no no reason for you not to be able to hear it, put your ears on it, and let it know that you heard about it here as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Laura, well, I sure appreciate you taking time to come through and chop it up with us and let us play your music and let our listeners hear it. And uh, we know there's great things in store for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me and letting me kind of share, share those songs and tell some stories behind them. It's really fun to be on today. Yeah, definitely uh, uh, don't be a stranger. Yeah. Definitely don't be a stranger. No, Come back. Come back through and holler at us, you know. Yeah, definitely will do. Definitely come back around once the full project's out. That'd be great. We'll be looking forward to it as well. Thank you so much, awesome. Laura. Be, Thank be you. Be safe yeah. out there. Thank be you. Be safe you out too. there. Thank Take you. care of yourself and uh, keep your head yeah. down. Yes. <laughs> Laura Mustard, yeah, everybody. Be safe. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Charlie Star here. And I always listen to I Am Indy with your host, Kay Diddy, on Blog Talk Radio. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m., listen from your phone. 347-308-8747. Blog Talk. Kay Diddy. Precious Rising.
that, Miss Charlie Star, everybody. You know, that's about uh, uh, my time, but uh, I want everybody to ride home with this one right here because I think we should be thankful, be grateful, um, be happy for what little bit we have. Um, there's a lot of people that out there are really going through some rough times right now. And uh, this is one of my favorite little songs, you know, kind of throwback to the day, in the day, should I say. But uh, um, it really kind of grounds me um, when I hear it. And I'm sure some of you guys out there somewhere are probably going to relate to it, too, and remember this joint. But uh, it's called Be Thankful. And uh, put your ears on this, everybody, and uh, be safe. Peace.